Welcome back to the Order of Chaos podcast. Today, my guest is Olivia, the Witch of Wonderlust. Olivia is a prolific YouTuber in the occult and witchcraft spaces, and she creates really thoughtful and intriguing videos on magic, the nature of magic, and how to use it in everyday life. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, so I've got a bunch of questions for you. Um, and this first one, you know, I want to hear your perspective on it. Okay. What? To you, what is magic and what is its purpose? Oh, that's a good question. We're going to hop right into the deep end. Um, <laughs> what is magic and what is its purpose? I think, so I think magic, you know, I don't really think that there's like a specific purpose. Like, I don't feel like, kind of like, I don't really think that there's like a purpose of life. I just think that it's just existing, right? Like, it's just to be. Um, mm -hmm. The purpose is to, to be. Uh, and I think magic is just a part of this ecosystem that we're in. I mean, if you look, you know, scientifically, we have the ecosystem of the the planet. We have the ecosystem of uh, micro ecosystems wherever we're living in different areas of the world. And all of those ecosystems function the way that they function. There's no like sentient thing that's like causing it to be like, okay, well, now that this thing died, now I need all of the decomposers to come by and like eat this dead thing and then kind of put that back into the earth. Like there's nothing that's directing all of it. It just is, right? And I think magic is just an energetic version of that. It's just something that is a natural part of our ecosystem that I just don't think we fully have like a scientific understanding of. So then that's where the occultists come in, where we're just batshit crazy fucking around and finding out. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, why has it been around for so long? And so many things have worked, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think that we don't have like a full understanding. I think it's just much more complex than, than we really understand right now. But that's what I think magic is. I think it's just a big, it's just a part of our current ecosystem. Yeah. Um... I often tell people, you know, I, I do love talking about the scientific scientific aspects of magic as much as we can to describe what's happening, but mm -hmm. it's, it's arrogant and silly to think that you've like nailed it. Like I've got it. I know what it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, um, if, if we found a, a power tool in the middle ages, Yeah. you know, like you can use it, but don't know what it is or how it right. works. Do you do you think that there will ever be a point where we do fully understand it as a science? I don't know, because I mean, even even science, we don't fully understand. And I feel like, you know, we're obviously we're as as um, modern and as caught up as we possibly can be right now. But that doesn't mean that we by any means fully understand everything. And even the things that we think that we fully understand. But one minor discovery could completely changed the whole understanding of what we already know scientifically so it's like if i don't even fully trust that we know everything in science i there's no way 
And we uh, don't. No. We don't no. actually know how electricity flows through wires, for example. Really? We, I didn't know yeah. that. No, we don't know. They're the the best theory is called the bump theory, but we don't know. And all the textbooks you'll read as, as you're learning to be an electrician will say we don't know. Huh. I, but yeah. I mean, but we we understand how to direct it. Mm hmm. But, you know, like, so there's like that disconnect there. It's kind of I think it's kind of similar. Do I ever think that we're ever going to get to a place that we fully understand it? We can't even get to a place that we can like have full compassion for other people. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, so I don't know. I would love to think so. But then then what? Yeah. You know, like exactly. then what? <laughs> then what? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I kind of think the world is more fun with a lot of mystery to it. Me too. I don't, I, you know, and that's that's one of the reasons why your name is so cool. You know, and for people who aren't paying attention, it's not wanderlust, it's wonderlust, which, you know, that was clever. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was the point, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, that, that sense of wonder and mystery is something that I grew up with that I, I cherish possibly more than anything. Mm -hmm. um knowing too much not not to say like that you can know too much or that knowing too much is harmful but um sometimes it sucks the fun out of things yeah it takes those rose-colored glasses off you know mm -hmm. and like but that's I mean I think that's the fun part of kind of see like understanding and fully coming to acceptance and not only acceptance but like excitement that you're never going to know everything um yeah. Like the sense of curiosity is something that I value so much in people and like that I value in myself because it's like even things that we have every single day, like you said, like we don't even know, like it, like electricity, you're like, that's something that we use every single day. Runs the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're like, I don't actually really know what the fuck, to, you know, like it's like mm -hmm. how that's insane to me. And I mean, there's so many different little things of even just like how the world works how your culture works how things have like it, it's just so layered that there's never going to be things that you you just stop learning about it's just going to continue which i think is a lot of fun i don't think that that's a bad thing at all even if you're super super smart there's no way that you're going to be able to know everything there is possibly to know yeah no way no way and and you know one thing that i believe is that the the one of the principal axioms of chaos magic and, and you know i'm i'm a chaos magician sort of i don't know what i am um <laughs> but one of the principal axioms of chaos magic is nothing is true everything is permitted and the way i've chosen to reframe that for myself is that your experience of reality will ultimately conform to your beliefs about it so if you if your beliefs about reality are completely different than this other person's beliefs of reality you're in different realities. You're mm -hmm. in a shared space, but different realities. Your perspective creates everything. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, perspective is such a, you can have two people living the same life, but having completely different perspectives. And that's going to change the course of their lives and how, how not valuable, um, like enriched and full their lives are, you know, because it's like somebody could have my life and be like, this sucks. But like, which like, that's fair. It's not for everybody, but at the same time, you know, like there's, there's so many good things about it. And it's like, am I rich? Absolutely not. But like, I have enough money to 
pay my bills and, you know, sometimes like go out and get coffee or like have a drink with some friends or whatever. And I feel like that's, that's great. That's, and I can support my hobbies. Like that's fantastic for me. Whereas some people might be like, you know what, you're not rich and this sucks. Like (laughs) you thrift disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it depends on your circumstances and all these different factors. Right. And it's all, it's, it's so unique and individual to the person. There's no mold that fits everybody for anything. And that's one of the things that I think magic across the board will, will remind you. As soon as you start getting into it, it reminds you that it's personal and that this is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's why so many systems, like why, when they're so rigid, it, it kind of like, what's the point of it? You know, like, am I, am I really like doing anything that's worthwhile? If like, I'm following this like very rigid sense of magic or this rigid like practice that you can't go outside it you can't change any words of the rights you can't use any other tool except for this specific thing and it has to be this color and this shape and what it's like so there's no fun in that like i don't connect to those things so i'm not gonna do them you know <laughs> yeah and i fully agree with you like completely and my style of magic is the more i personalize it the more potent it becomes the more it's a reflection of me the more that I feel empowered by it and that I feel like it's really working in the world. But at the same time, I have a few friends who are like, uh, I have my oldest, closest friend is devoutly Buddhist. Mm. Um, One of my other closest friends is devoutly Muslim. And I've got friends in the occult space who are devoutly, um, they're Thalamites. Is that the correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, so for them, you know, whatever activates that, that sense of excitement in you and I about doing it our way for them. It's like, am I doing it the right way? And like, that, that's valid. That's totally cool. Yeah. It's just that I am so ADHD. I could never do that. That's fair. Well, and I think those like the people who find joy in having like that very strict um, system, it's almost the way that I see it is that instead of them seeing that it's like personalized into them, it's like, they are a small piece of something so much bigger. Yeah. You know, which like I also think is valid, but for me, I'm I'm kind of just like a wackadoodle, and I just want to do whatever. <laughs> I have an yeah. issue with skateboarding. You know, I'm like nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. I was a skateboarder when I was a kid. I'll never. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, how have you? How has your practice developed over the years, and how have you made it a part of your everyday life? Oh my god. Okay, so strap in. Um, so it's developed in wild ways because I mean, I've always practiced, I'm sure like most practitioners, especially folk practitioners, they look back and it's like, oh, I've always been practicing magic. I just didn't realize that that's what I was doing type of thing. You know, like, like almost all kids, I, I was making potions in the woods and, you know, making like dolls out of sticks and just whatever I wanted. And I would get really connected to these things that I made and I would use them in certain ways. Like if I had you know, like a potion or whatever, like maybe I'd like smear it on like a doorway and I'd be like, it's for luck. And it's like, I don't know what I, you know, like I'm like eight, I don't know what I'm doing, but like I'm doing my best. Right. And then, um, I also grew up in a very Christian household. It was very, uh, Catholic based, but so my dad's Filipino. And so like that comes from like a, a heavy, like Catholic background. And so, but my mom um, was heavily Christian. So they kind of just like met in the middle somewhere and was like, okay, we're just gonna, 
you know, mix it up a little bit. So it was like Baptist for a while. I don't know, whatever. So um, growing up, I was kind of like, okay, well, I guess it's God that I'm talking to, question mark. Like, even though I'm not really talking to anybody, I guess like that's the person who's like pulling all the strings, not me, which I was like, I don't know. I don't really feel like that's the thing, but that didn't, that's what I was taught. So I believed that for a while. And then later as I started to grow up, maybe, maybe around like 10 or 11, I was like, you know, I, I don't really think it's God. Like, I didn't really know what to call it. Um, I was still trying to figure it out. And so I started still practicing and like doing again, what I wouldn't have called spells at the time or like divination at the time, but I started doing a lot of that. And if I like not caught, but like, if I were to, for some reason, have it come up in conversation or whatever, like it was, um, I, I would cover it up with like, Oh, well, I'm talking to saints or like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I try to cover it up with like, I'm totally still Christian. I'm totally mm-hmm. Christian, you know, all through <laughs> high school. Uh, and then probably towards the end of high school, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm lying to myself. I've been lying. I'm not Christian. You know, like everything that I'm doing is like completely opposite. And like, I'm just trying to justify these things when like literally the Bible says I shouldn't be doing certain things, whatever. And so, uh, I, I kind of just like dropped off that. I stopped calling myself Christian. And then I didn't, um, I didn't really, I wasn't really open until I was shit. I don't know, 18 or 19. Um, and all of a sudden my practice changed drastically. Like, because once I had that ability to be super open, cause I was living with people at the time. So I was like hiding things. And then finally I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, this is, this is what I'm doing. And they were like, oh, okay. And so, you know, they were chill with it. And I was able to experiment a lot more openly, which was really freeing. Um, and then I started my channel and, uh, I think diving into the internet, which was interesting because I wasn't really on the internet for spirituality or witchcraft for a very long time, even though I had it at access, I kind of felt like fully alone for a very long time. So when I started my channel, I was like, oh shit, there's like a ton of other people out here doing this, you know, like, I was like, oh my God, I found my people. And so I started my YouTube channel and I I started finding all these like fantastic people and getting mentors that were not spirits and, um, getting, you know, like getting more just like different perspectives and different understandings of cultures and practices and ways to integrate that into your life. And so, right. I think my YouTube channel actually had like a huge impact on, um, my craft just exponentially growing. Um, and then a, a big shift was because so I'm very folk based and like seasonal based and I like to work with the things that I've got. Um, and so Jason Miller reached out a couple years in after I did my YouTube. And so I started doing his Sorcery of Hecate course, which is a completely different realm of magic that I had ever done. It's he's very, brilliant. Huh? He's brilliant. He's yeah, he's fantastic. Like I had read a couple of his books. So when he reached out, I was like, oh my fucking God, he knows who I am. And so um, <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll let you drop in and see how it goes. And I was like, holy shit. Um, and completely different form of magic I've ever done in my life. Very ceremonial, very uh, like visually visualizing based. Um, I've also never worked with deities up until that point. And I'm not really, I'm still not much of a deity person, but like that was just a completely different thing. And so it completely shifted or it like it half validated and half 
gave me a better understanding of how magic worked or mm. how I could apply certain things that I learned from that into my own practice. And again, exponential, I saw so much growth out of that. Um, and what was the last one? Oh, you, you asked how I, how I implement magic into my everyday life. Um, it's subtle. I think that's one of the things that people like get frustrated with me and like my, my content is that people are like, I want to see all the rituals and the spells. And then I'm like, you're seeing them. You just don't know it. (laughs) You know, like you see them all the time. You like, if you're looking at my face, you see my, you see some of my magic right Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Um, I got to do a whole episode on magical bling. That's a, it's it's important. (laughs) Yeah, you should. You totally should. Um, And it's like, I've shown you how to charm jewelry. I'm just not showing you how to, how I'm charming my, like how to charm each single one. And you're mad about that. You know, like I'm not going to do that because what's the point in me teaching you something or showing you how to do something when I'm not actually teaching you how to do it for yourself. The whole point of being a teacher is so that you don't need me eventually. And so, um, or like in my tea or coffees, you know, like you stir it a certain way. Sometimes I'll add some cinnamon for, uh, some speed or luck or prosperity. Sometimes it's clove for protection, whatever. Um, if I cook, which I don't do often, but when I do, you know, I add a little witchery in there or like a little bit of Florida water on the forehead and the back, or I'll pull a card if I'm like, Oh God, I'm, I know I have to meet with like some people that I like, don't love. So I'll just like pull a card and be like, all right, what kind of, what kind of vibe is this going to be like to know what kind of protections I'm bringing in? It's like, it's not, I think people want me to like show up in a robe and like start calling the corners. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't do that. You know, like I don't, you're seeing my magic in my vlogs. You're seeing my magic, but you just, you expect it to look different. Yes. So the, yeah. yeah. People expect it to look different. And that expectation is setting them up for failure because that's not what real magic looks like. I mean, maybe right. it does to, to a few people, but it's not as common. Right. And if you're going to really incorporate magic into your everyday life, well, I mean, unless you live in, in like a lodge, you're a, a you know, 33,000 degree Freemason or whatever, you know, that's not everyday life. Like that's, right. that's fantasy and you, you really love that fantasy and I get it and you, you want to live it, but you, you and I and, and other people we know, like we're living it and we all have jobs and shit too. And we have things to do and like, well, and I don't think people fully understand like how exhausting a lot of these rituals are like even mm-hmm. I just, I, I renew a lot of my protections and my wards on new moons. And it's like, to most people, it's like, oh, it's like every month, whatever. But honestly, in like the first few months, you're like excited, especially when you're like a newer practitioner. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to like do my, pra- you know, do my protections, whatever. And then you set it up. And then like a year down the road to you, you're like, oh fuck, it's a new moon. <laughs> I do not have the energy or the time. Like, ah, uh, like, you know, and it's like the times. And of course I have skipped out on a couple of times that I've paid for that, but like, it's still annoying because it feels like homework, you know, like it, it's funny because like they have it like, Oh my God, I'm going to set up these candles and do these whole rituals. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's fun. Like sometimes when you're really feeling it, but it's like, like the, the Hecate course, for example, um, it's a lot, it's a lot. And it's every single day, every yeah. single day. And even just like the minimum, the bare minimum that he's asks for, um, there's days that I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, what I want to do is sit on my couch and nothing but my fucking underwear and watch YouTube. I don't want to like sit down and at my altar and do a thing because I have to, or because like, 
but you do, you know, like if once you make that commitment, especially when it's a spirit contract, like yeah. you gotta do it. And so it's, it's funny that people are like romanticize this thing and then forget that like it's work, you know, like it's a lot of work. So it's a lot know. of work. And depending on which deities you're working with, um, it just can backfire. Like it really can. I, I had, so I'm not going to get super into this right now, um, but I'll, I'll I'll say that I had made a commitment to Odin. I broke that commitment and I paid for it. Don't fuck yep. around. Yeah. <laughs> fuck around well, and find out. You know, it's, it's the spirit contracts of any kind. You know, like if you're telling that spirit, like, hey, if you help me out with X, Y, and Z, I'll give you these offerings in return, whether it's a one time thing or until you decide that this contract is broken. You know, like you can't just not. Yeah. That's that's like that's like being hired for a job, right? And then so they're like, okay, well, meet me at this place at this time every single month. And you're like, okay, you can't just not show up. Yeah. How is that? You know, like that person's gonna be like, what the like disrespect, right? <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's not gonna be taken well. So I don't know. It, it's I think it's just a lot more discipline and a lot more energy, a lot more time, and a lot more work than I think people want it to be. But again, if it's your everyday life, like don't make spirit contracts if that's not your thing. That's fine. Um, it's it's it has to be integrated into like what you already do, and I think that's like a really big, big. That's a big thing of like people try to make their life what they think it should be as witchy instead of have their life and implement the witchiness into it. Yeah, you know there there are only two things that I ask my students to do consistently every day. And I, I already understand because I fail to do these things every single day. I, I do them, I would say minimum six days a week. I probably miss, I miss a couple of days a month for sure. Yep. But the only things I ask them to do consistently are keep a journal. And in, in part of that journal, make sure that every single day, you know what sign and phase the moon is in. And it's not arbitrary. It's because it informs you as to what's going on around you. Right. And, and connects you to the magical world in, you know, a, a way that's both aesthetic and functional. And, you know, it's great yeah. that and, you know, now that we've started um, the tarot course in my school, now I'm also going to be asking that they, you know, at least three days a week, draw a tarot card, you know, mm -hmm. especially while you're learning the tarot. Right. You know, but that's it. And that right there, that's a that's a lot to ask it's of a, a person. Yeah. Well, especially when people are working multiple jobs and when you have like, you, you know, like you're still upkeeping like a social life, at least if you're trying, you know, or like you, it's a lot, even just being like, oh, I'm going to pull a card a day. It, it doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you like have to implement it, all of a sudden you're like, Fuck, I have to, I have to pull it. And then if I don't know it, I have to look it up and then have to like figure out how to apply. It. It's like, it's a lot of mental energy. And I don't think that it's like, that's fully talked about a lot, um, which uh, if if that's what you want like if you want to grow in a skill you have to dedicate time to it. there's no other way to do so but you have to uh and i don't know i think practical practical magic is really like it people don't like yeah people don't want what it actually is they want what it, they think it looks like and it's yeah. so sad because practical magic is like the best way to make your life witchy and to practice magic and to figure out how to apply it and like make changes in your life. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think 
deters people maybe or or puts them on a road towards giving up. And I know because it's happened to me. Um, there's times when your magic will do something incredible. Okay, one of my absolute favorite things that I've ever done with magic is that every single time I get into my car, I say in my head, I do my spell, and it's that I do not consent to interact with any archons, police officers, or agents of black magic today. And that's just my way of insulting the fucking cops. It's <laughs> phrasing it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I do that, and then I push out my energetic field so that it, it goes as far as I can imagine it going, right? And I have not been pulled over one fucking time since I started doing that. And prior to that, because I was broke as fuck, I was a single dad, I was working like two different um, like I was a handyman and a photographer, you know, I didn't have like a stable job. I was just trying to make it and keep my kid fed. So my registration was like a year past due. So I was terrified to even oh, get in my God. car because they could smell me like sharks smell blood in the ocean. But yeah. then I started doing this spell. And since I started doing that spell, right. And this is the same car. There was a time that when I pulled up to a red light and there was a cop next to me and one behind me. And I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is it. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna owe so much money. Nothing. I just kept on going. They didn't well, see me. Well, that's going in my arsenal. I'm just gonna write that down <laughs> if you don't mind me. No, take it. Everybody use this one. Fuck the yeah. police. <laughs> you know, but so there's there's effects like that that magic can have where you're like, holy shit, this is incredible. This is this is changing my life. And then there's magic where all that really happens is that it shifts your perspective just enough. For you to consider something that you might not have considered otherwise and then the rest is completely on you to act on that to think about it to move in that direction magic won't do it all for you oh my god that part i don't know why everybody's like oh yeah i'm gonna cast a spell and then i just sit back and do fucking bro that's <laughs> that's not how that works you know like it's it's it is wild to me that they a lot of people out there think that like magic's going to be doing the heavy lifting for you when in reality it's it's really just an extra tool for you to use if you know how to use it well then like yeah you can use it well but if you're not if you're expecting magic to do all of the work if you're expecting the spirits to do all of the work there is no way um one of my i don't know who or where i heard this from but uh one of my favorite analogies for magic is that it it works like water it's just going to take the easiest route. It's going to get in all the little crevices and it's just going to take the easiest route from point A to point B. It's not going to fill the room. It's not going to fill the container. It's not going to like whip around everywhere in the air. It's just going to get from where you started and to where you asked the easiest way. Yeah. And it, if, it, if there's a blockage, then it can't get there, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, I think there there has to be some sort of understanding of like once you practice magic and you see results, whether they be good results or not, once you see them, um, you have a better understanding of like, oh, okay, so that's why that went wrong or that's why that took more time. Um, for example, like I did a banishing for somebody who lived near me because they're not a good person. And I was like, you're gonna go away and so I did a banishing and like they were living here they were fully like they grew up here and everything and five months so again like I if I'm expecting this to happen in the next week for them just to leave you know like there's no way realistically because it's part of this ecosystem and it magic is not magic like in the movies where it defies 
the rules that we have, it has to work within the rules, right? Like yes. that's, yeah. it works within the ecosystem. That's just the way that works. So it took five to six months, but all of a sudden they moved to the other side of the country. That's so really like, nice. <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, it took a while, you know? And so, um, and with, but that's so hasty as well with somebody who wasn't planning on moving or like somebody who wasn't talking about planning on moving or going anywhere, doing anything, like all of a sudden they just up and moved. Yeah. That's incredibly fast. Yeah, exactly. Five or six like, months is great. That's amazing. That's, that's, that is fantastic timing for me. But I do think a lot of people are like, all right, let's see if they start talking about wanting to move in the next month. And you're like, that's not how that's going to work. You know, you you can't you can't just like light a candle and hope and be like, all right, it's done. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, so that expectation is, you know, that is something that people can work on over time, mm. you know, and, and as you get better at magic, the expectation that you're going to move objects with your mind, that one drives me bonkers. Um, because if anybody could, like people have asked me if I can teach them that. I'm like, if, if you think if I could do that, <laughs> that I'd be like here talking to you, right. I'd be, you know, I'd be so far away. I'd be levitating. <laughs> yeah. I'd be Chris Angel, bro. Like I'd be yeah. making that money. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. You know, um, so, so people getting past that, I think is one of the, the first steps. Another one, a big one, um, is to, to incorporate magic into your everyday life. If you, let's say you weren't a goth kid in high school, let's say you were not in, in the drama club or, or just, you know, a musician or, or one of the weirdos. Right. And I went to a high school composed entirely of weirdos. I was very lucky because I went to high school in the, the hills of Santa Cruz, California, where like everybody is a hippie. Um, but even even at that school, there was still like the jocks and the weirdos, right? Um, so if you really want to get good at magic, you have to get past feeling silly. Yes, that's a big one. Yeah, De that's that's such a thing. Uh, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who, like, I I it was the first time I was meeting them, and they were like, "Well, do you like believe that it works?" And I was like, "Honestly, I have no fucking clue." <laughs> I was like, I feel batshit crazy all the time. Like when I'm, when I'm like pulling my cards, I'm like, I'm literally asking like a deck of paper for destiny. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm very hyper aware of how wild this is. Like it's, but you know what? If I get results, I get results. I think that's one of the things that at least in my experience I don't really actually have to believe that this thing is working for it to work. No, you know, like it, I mean, yeah. You put your faith into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's been spells that I'm like, this is crazy. I am batshit. And I like, you know, I'm like, I'm like doing the thing and like, and I still know that I'm like sending my energy. So I think, you know, like I'm still doing that, but that doesn't mean that I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some actual results from this. Honestly, that ban vanishing spell, I was like, I'm doing this because it's cathartic. Yeah. You know, like, in, like it's that catharsis though. It's that output of energy that exactly. does the thing. <laughs> that's that's the thing though, is but I wasn't doing it like fully believing yeah. that they were gonna leave. That was not the that was not like my thing of like, oh yeah, like I know that this is gonna work. I was like. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Honestly, I'm just putting shit in this poppet. I'm being like, fuck you, bro. And throwing it in a nasty <laughs> Like that's that. And you know, like just get the book. And it, it was cathartic. And then when they left, I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You know, 
Um, so I think it's like a weird thing of you, you're just going to feel crazy. Yeah. You're going to feel like you're, you're, you have no idea what you're going on. I've been doing this over a decade and I still feel that shit crazy, but like, that's kind of the fun of it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of part of the fun because then you continue to get to like, have this childlike wonder of like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And even if like, you can just play around with it. And I think that's the fun part. Like there's no reason to make it so serious that you just can't have fun with it. And like, think that you're this all powerful. I don't know. It's don't get it doing too in your head about it. I feel like is a really good place to start, especially with new people. Yeah. There's okay. So there's different avenues to achieve, in my opinion, different avenues to achieve exactly what you were just saying. Okay. Um, you can either let go of your requirement for it to work because that, so here's the way I phrase this to people. Okay. Um, insistence equals resistance and whatever you resist will persist. So if you insist that your spell has to work a certain way, you're actually working against it. That's true. Right. So the way you were saying like, Hey, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Right. That's one way of making it work is to let you, cause you're letting go of that insistence by not like believing. Right. This see, this is tricky because you have to do like mental gymnastics. <laughs> That's a huge part of magic. Um, the way that I do it to achieve the same effect is like, I believe fully in what I'm going to do, but once I'm done doing a spell, like I don't think about it at all anymore. I'm done with it. It's over. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm moving on with my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's odd to, I mean, like, I th- it's, yeah, it's really weird because it's almost like once you do that spell, I think if you're still thinking about it, you didn't put all that energy into it. Right. You know, like, I, and I think that, cause I've done that where I, I'm like, oh, I want this so bad. And then I put that spell in there and then I just keep thinking about it. Like how, how is it going to mm-hmm. manifest? How are they going to do this? And I'm like looking around for the the results and I never get them. Or if I do, they're not like, they're either not that great or they're, they, they suck. <laughs> um, oh, totally. But in reality, it's like when I know that I, I like, what we like to use at my pole studio, if you put your whole pussy into it, you like, <laughs> you know, you like put everything that you have into it of like, if you're so angry, you're so happy, whatever, like you, you want this so bad, you put everything into it. And it almost exhausts that energy, that mental energy of you thinking about it all the time. Yes. You put it in that. And then, then you like kind of naturally just don't think about it. Like you have put all of that energy and then you like let it go. And then all of a sudden it pops up and you're like, Oh shit. Hey, that was, I think that was me, you know? like <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, to, so the way that I would describe magic and this kind of just came to me, um, it's just relevant because I'm, I'm writing a book. So now this is going to go in there. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> you know, you, you gather up this energy that becomes thoughts and your thoughts can become obsessive. And when you're having obsessive thoughts, no matter what it is, good, bad, whatever, it takes up a lot of your mental space. Mm-hmm. And those thoughts build up in you. And magic is a way of like condensing them into something and then getting rid of it, mm-hmm. you know? And then hopefully like the way I would describe this is that um, you're, you're utilizing the butterfly effect. Right. Not in a physical way. Like we, we all know the idea of butterfly flaps and swings and causes a hurricane. Well, what do thoughts cause, right? What, what do projectile thoughts cause? 
So if you can take all the energy and ball it up into something that's projectile and then just get rid of it in, in a ritualistic manner or through a sigil or candle or whatever it is that you do to have that cathartic moment and you send that energy out into the ether, number one, it allows you to like be calm again. It resets your nervous system, right? And number two, hopefully it goes somewhere and does something. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's precisely, exactly. You put it into like a nice little condensed. Well, well yeah, well. thank you for helping me kind of picture that in my mind. It's hard to describe, you know? It is, it is a very hard, I mean, magic and witchcraft and everything, it's so hard to describe. Like, it's it's so funny when you meet people who, like, you know, are interested in knowing more about it, but then they're like, okay, so, like, what is what is magic? Like, what like what's your practice? It, like, they ask all these, like, vague questions, and it's just, you're like, well, I can't, I have to explain 10 things for you to understand this one thing, and then this one thing explains for, you know, like, you're like, I you can't you have to yeah. start it somewhere like so niche that you really can't like fully explain everything especially not in one sitting uh but again that's part of the fun right yeah and it also you know if you're talking to somebody whose belief system is even slightly different than yours there's things that won't add up for them yeah and, and that's fine right and like part of part of becoming a magician is understanding that your beliefs are yours and they're not objective one of the things that i notice about most people, and I don't mean this to be insulting towards people in any way, shape or form. It's just, you know, this used to be me also. Most people can't tell the difference between a fact and a deeply held belief. There's yeah. no, there's no line there. You know, they yeah. cannot accept that what they believe might not be true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm also very guilty of that as well. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's the function of beliefs, right? It takes a lot to, to believe that, your beliefs could be wrong and to be very comfortable with that mm -hmm. right but yeah that's... i mean it who was it uh it was uh ali from the bronx witch she said something really that i absolutely loved when i i was talking to her she said um i like to treat all of my current beliefs as like experiments or placeholders so like they're just you know like they're yeah right. i believe this for now you know mm. <laughs> and it's always like that like um that ellipses that's like oh yeah i believe this for now until otherwise you know until further notice until something comes along and either changes my mind or changes my perspective or proves me wrong you know um and i think having that opening that openness of being like oh shit well i was wrong this whole time okay instead yeah. of white knuckling to this belief you know that's i being able to be fluid and and transform in your beliefs i think is a really important lesson um which i think all of us are just continuously learning there's definitely things that i white knuckle so <laughs> easier said than done for sure yeah and it's um the beliefs that that like form your identity are the ones that are, are really hard no matter how much you know that you could be wrong you, there's still a, a component of you that's like no 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 uh, uh, hey 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 you yeah. know, don't, don't challenge that belief. And that's fine. That's, that's just like being human. Um, and also all this stuff, like it's, it's really cool that you and I are not in institutions because this shit can drive you crazy. Like thinking about your thoughts and about your beliefs and then analyzing oh, all of it and then putting it in a magical God. context. Or when you get into like spirit work and like, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and especially like when you deep dive into that shit, like when you start, 
hearing things, seeing things, scrying and seeing shit that you're like, I didn't need to see that, you know, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or then you start like doing divination or you speaking to spirits and then like things start kind of all adding up and then you like fully believe in ever, I don't know, like that you can, it's, you walk a very fine line yeah. in letting yourself go insane with these things. And I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that we're not, you know, <laughs> yeah. needing, needing professional help. Maybe we do. And we're just saying that we don't, but I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I, I personally think everybody can benefit from therapy in, in one way oh, or yeah. another, like the whole human Definitely. race, but, but still, you know, this is a lot. Um, we're lucky we live in an age where the language exists to even have these kinds of thoughts. Yes, definitely agree. Okay. Okay. Next big question I have for you. Okay. It's two parts. What is the most positive experience you've ever had with magic and oh. the most negative? Ooh. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, I got to pick one. There's, uh, okay. Positive. Positive. Um, you know, I think positive wise that I'm in my current situation because I, I like those are just this is just an accumulation of so many spells that I've done of like I work independently. Um, I get to create like I for my job I get to be creative and that is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I'm dating the love of my life that I had a crush on for like. 12 years and didn't do anything about <laughs> um but that's like awesome I mean that's huge that's what most people want out of magic is exactly that yeah like I I have everything that I could possibly want am I like rolling around in money and what you know like no no whatever but like I have I'm I have like 12 friends that I they're they're my village like they are my ride or die I love them so much and I know that they love like and that as an adult especially that is Mm. not something that most people can say but I have like a really good set of friends um I live in a nice place I am with the love of my life I get to do what I love to do as my job like what else could I ask for like I have a really good life and like this, I truly believe that this was an accumulation of a lot of the spells that I've done. Like I, if I look back in all of my journals and I've journaled just a long time, all of them are basically like, oh, I want to, I want to like, you know, date this person. I want to have a cute house. I want to be able to like be openly witchy and, and like do things and be creative all the time and get to try, you know, like I have everything. Yeah, I, all the things. So like, that's my that's my best thing with magic, despite the fact that I can't tell you like one little spell that, you know, whatever. No, but that's uh, better because that's what that's you know to me that's what magic is about. It's about improving yes. your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do, exactly. The whole thing, not just one aspect of it. You improve your whole life. Exactly. And I'm definitely <laughs> this. This is like controversial depending on morals, but like I'm definitely somebody who meddles in my friends' lives. They know about <laughs> it. They know about it, <laughs> and they a lot of them like don't really believe in anything. So I'm like, well, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then like, you know, something will happen and they're like coincidence. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll meddle, but mostly, mostly like meddling as in like, Oh, I'm going to send so that you can get this job or like, make sure that you, you know, like I, I want to make sure that my friends are taken care of. Um, yeah. negative. I'm trying to think of the most uh <laughs> um so I'm really and I, I don't think I've learned my lesson because I'll still do it 
I'm really reckless with like clarity and truth spells. Those are, mm. and like, whether you're doing it with, for yourself or anything, or like run devil run spells, like when you, you weed out people, you know, mm. you start seeing, you're like, oh, wow, you're a bad person. Um, One of my mentors was, she has this uh truth serum oil and she suggested one time to me, she's like, wear that on your hands and go to a wedding. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um I I usually only do that with like weddings that like I'm not like close to anybody there, but holy shit, like the lore that you get because you're you know, you wear that, you like shake people's hands, whatever, and then they're they just tell you everything about the bride, the groom, the bachelorette part, whatever, like family stuff, and you're like, good God, you know. Um, but yeah, truth spells, uh, clarity spells are usually the ones that bite me in the ass the most. I mean, granted, I would say that I'm thankful down the line so that I don't have like those toxic people in my life longer, but, um, shit sucks. Uh, oh, when I was, when I was a kid, I did a binding spell what i feel like that's self-explanatory and then and then i obviously like you don't like keep it as a kid because you don't think you're ever gonna have to undo it so you like bury it somewhere you're not gonna so you can't really undo it there's no undoing you just kind of have to like fix it along as you go yeah like so i've done a lot of dumb shit (laughs) i've had to clean up a lot of messes (laughs) that's a really interesting point you bring up okay i've struggled with this as well undoing magic is very difficult once you've done it, it's done. Yeah. You know, um, I I feel that I, through my own, you know, not knowing what I was doing, and I really shouldn't have written this shit down. I really shouldn't have. But I kept a journal when I was like a, a really depressed teenager, and I wrote some awful things in it. And I think mm-hmm. that I cursed myself a number of times, and I've had to work very hard to undo that. Now that I understand what I did. Yeah undoing it is still difficult yeah yeah it's it's so hard and i think there's all these things of like well how do you undo this spell just in case it's like you don't yeah a lot of the time you there's there's very specific spells that are made to be undone but most you don't there's not a like you shouldn't really have a reason to undo it if you're going to do it in the first place why are you going to want to undo it like in that same moment that you're doing it that doesn't that, that you know like something's not computing there so um yeah i agree like undoing spells is really 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 hard because most of the time it's not undoing it you kind of have to it's like when you're doing a painting or something and you fuck up the painting you mm-hmm. can't just erase it right like you have to re go back in and paint over it and fix your mistake you can't yes. like scrape it off because that's still ruining the painting like you you know so you don't have an eraser you have a sharpie yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, you know, I've done a lot of work to to cover up the things that I did when I was when I was a kid, you know, yeah. not to not, I guess cover up's not the word right word, but to override yeah. the the spells I put on myself unintentionally through much more intentional magic, but I mean it takes so much because once it's done, it it really is done. And you, you can't undo it, but you can redo it, I suppose. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one of the reasons why I think no matter what you believe, 
no matter what, it's so important to be careful with your self-talk, mm-hmm. you know, and then this is, this is for everybody in the world, regardless of they practice magic or not, just be careful about how you talk to yourself, you know, um, be, be your own biggest fan. It's so important. And I know a yeah. lot of people don't have that, but that's one of the things I got out of magic that I think like saved my life. And, mm-hmm. and there's a number of ways I would say that magic saved my life. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think self-talk is a huge, huge factor of a lot of things. It it bleeds into everything that you have. Yeah. And, and it bleeds into your, your spell work and it becomes, you know, if you're not a magician. So the way that I describe this is um, the difference between the fool and the magician, right? Is, is like the biggest step you could ever take in your life because the fool believes that life is happening to them, that they're a victim of all the things that are happening to them, not necessarily a victim, but they're, it's not in their control, you mm-hmm. know? And like, life is happening to me. I'm independent of reality and I'm just here in it and whatever happens, happens. The magician understands I'm causing all of this. I, mm-hmm. I am the cause of my entire reality, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so once you go from the fool to the magician, you're like, oh, fuck what have I done yeah yeah (laughs) in so many ways (laughs) yeah and I think that's one of the the hardest parts about starting so young too and like not having Mm. anybody to kind of mentor you through is like you don't there's so many things you don't realize that you're like actually accidentally fucking up (laughs) you know um whereas like I, I think it's funny that like so many people when they start so much later in life they're like oh I feel like I'm so behind it's like well no because you you have like a better understanding of you as a person and life and like how just like systems work. And so that is already like a step up above a child practicing magic, you know? Oh yeah. And there are aspects of magic that are truly dangerous too, that you, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm really grateful that the, the average age of the student students in my course are it's 35 to 60. Mm. We wow. have a few younger people, but I'm grateful for that because I don't have to hide things from them, mm. you know? Um, but if you're, if you're 17, don't don't touch the goetia don't do that <laughs> please <laughs> you know, you're not because you're, your brain isn't developed enough yet right essentially to contain those to, to actually like deal with those energies yeah um and that, that's true for lots of of um darker or or you know uh infernal death type entities don't go messing with that stuff if like you're if you can't emotionally handle it yeah. Well, I, I just filmed um, a video about working in cemeteries and well, I mean, like gaining, gaining relationships with the dead and like that, that's such a hard, I want really badly to like talk a little more about like intermediate things on my channel, but I just feel like it's so irresponsible because I know that so much of my audience, I mean, my audience is like very, very um, diverse in age, but a lot of my audience, like I have 12 year olds watching Mm-hmm. you know yeah. like I, I i'm not gonna be like yeah go go talk to the cemetery guardians and like you know I, go work with death like i'm not gonna tell you that because no. at 12 you shouldn't be doing that you should be like connecting to plant spirits you know like that's what i think you should be doing at, at 12 yeah. <laughs> i i just so i it's hard because like just responsibly i feel like posting anything heavier is so irresponsible as a creator that I know that I have a really young audience as well. Yeah, no. And you're, you're dead on correct. And I commend you for not doing that. 
right? Because you need to, you if you are going to do that, you got to put it behind a paywall or something, not, you know, for whatever reason, but just so you know who you're talking to specifically. Exactly. Well, and it's like, I most likely 12 year olds, 12 year olds don't have the money to like put on their credit card and like, yeah. you know, have a monthly payment to, to Patreon. So it's like most likely I'll, I'm being a little more responsible talking about, you know, like my bindings and the, like the banishing spells and the curses and the hexes on my Patreon. But like, I'm, I, I just don't want to do that. Cause also like you're 12, like the thing, the people that you're hexing for the most part, not always, but for the most part, like you don't need to be doing that. You know, like you feel a lot of big feelings when you're a preteen and a teen, you know? So I don't think anybody really needs that hex. No, um, it is as a, it is important as a practitioner to know how to hex and how hexes work. Yes. But I, I've hexed one, I've, I've performed one hex in my entire life. I've never felt a need otherwise. I just don't, I'm not a revenge driven person. I'm more a leave yeah. me the fuck alone. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do a banishing. I'm not going to do a hex. Same. You know? Well, and again, like there, I think uh, hexes, people feel so powerful. Like, oh, I, I can hex you or whatever. Like, it's like this threat you know like it's kind of like somebody being like well i know jujitsu and it's like okay you know what like, <laughs> okay like back it up but it's it's also again it's so much work and hexes are messy mm -hmm. i don't want to clean that shit up energetically <laughs> or like actually doing it like it's it's a fucking mess you know and then you have to like get rid of it somewhere in the middle of nowhere like whatever like it's there's just so much work and there, there's so much work and time and energy spent into like hexing as one person that like, it's just not worth all of that. Most yeah. of the time it's not worth all of that. So, so what topics would you recommend then? So um, what, what do you think forms a good foundation of magic for a person who, how should they spend the first year? Like if they, if they're like, okay, I'm going to start right now. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well, first of all, I would, tell them to evaluate what they want out of it. Like, why are you wanting to practice magic in the first place? Um, what interests you about it? Because like that, I think is going to shape your whole entire practice and your foundations. Cause your foundations are going to look different. You know, some people are foundations in astrology and others are in plant magic, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that no matter what kind of practitioner you are, you need to connect to the earth like you live here because it's part of this system and like what it, it's the best example to learn how energy works how, how you know like if you sit there and just listen and just pay attention it's the best example to learn how these things work um learn about learn about nature and the how nature works that's I think yeah. is like the biggest foundation and then learn about how energy works and um the best way to do that is to buy is to by trying to move it and by trying to shift it and change it, you know, um, like just getting your hands dirty right away instead of being afraid that you're going to hurt anything because most likely like you're, you're not going, you end up like ruining your life. You know, if you're just trying to ground, you know, or like center yeah. or whatever, protect. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to ruin my life because I, I shifted my energy, energy wrong. No, I the odds of that happening, I want to say, are pretty much zero. No, the results are only really going to be positive. If you learn how the elements interact with each other, you will discover so much about yeah. the world around you and about yourself. And so, like, just, yeah, it's just those really simple things. Learn about how the elements interact 
and know where the moon is. And like you're a thousand times witchier than even some people who call themselves witchy. If you consistently do those things. Yes. Well, and I also think like just like actually practicing that's that sounded really mean. Um, like actually practicing compared to there there are people that are just like, you know, oh, I'm I'm super spiritual, and then like they'll call themselves witchy, but then don't set up protections around their home or you know, like just, like they don't actually like, do the things. Yeah, you don't do the thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't do the thing. And maybe you might know a lot about the thing, but like if you that's kind of like me like learning again about like. I read all the books about karate. Does that mean I know how to actually do it? No. no. I, don't know, I don't know what my form, my form is not going to be. And neither are my punches or kicks are gone. They're not going to be strong because I've never fucking done it. But I, I know a lot about it. You know, yeah. like it's like, it's, which is valuable to a point. But like, what's the point of having the knowledge if you're not going to use it? There's no point. Yeah. And so I would say in magic, there's, there's theory and then there's praxis, right? Like, Magic is something you have to experience. Yes. It, it, it is in the doing because the theories that we have, they're just theories. We, it can be the most eloquent theory. In fact, Peter Carroll has uh, has this down to a mathematical formula. He has an actual mathematical formula for magic, and it's fascinating. And I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying it's a theory. theory but the, yeah. the doing of magic and then the getting results of it, that's not a theory. That's that's experience, right? Yeah. And if you you can't have just this side. You gotta. This is so much more important, right? Right. This is important ish, and it's cool. But you could actually have, and many people, most in fact, most magical practitioners throughout history, were all the doing the theory stuff is like pretty new. Yeah, you know, we're talking well, about quantum physics and this, that, and the other thing. But like for the majority of time, it's just like do the thing, do the dance, and then the yeah, thing happens. That's it. Well, and I mean, like you, like look at any folk practice or any any like shaman work around the world, anywhere. It's like it, they're just doing, you know, they're yeah. doing and they're listening. I think that's a big piece. Is like mm -hmm. a lot of us want to just do, 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 and like we want answers, but you're not sitting and listening. Um, and again, I, I may, it was probably Jason Miller, but I'm not sure if it, he he was saying if casting spells or saying prayers is speaking to spirit, then meditating is listening. You need yeah. to listen. Um, do I like meditating? No, I hate it. But it's really, really important. Um, and like there, if you ask so many practitioners who are like shamans and people who are folk practitioners, uh, like not of who are like work within villages, you know, they, they've asked them like, well, how did you know that this medicinal, this plant is medicinal for this or this um, bark? If you do all these different steps to it, all these, there's this whole system that it has this result and all of their answers, are, they always go, the spirits told me, mm -hmm. yep. you know, and like, they don't, they're not, they don't have the equipment to like scientifically figure out and do the equations or whatever they they've just known because yeah. they they do and they listen so yeah yeah i i personally um it's interesting to hear you say you hate meditation because i love it so much i get like addicted to it like i'll, I'll meditate for like two fucking hours if i could i can't i don't have that time but i will right. you know um because i love that i love that listening aspect because i'm lazy I'm so lazy. I'm a double Leo. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit in my reclining chair. <laughs> oh my God. That's okay. So I think 
that was a very broad, vague thing for me to say that I don't <laughs> like meditation. I don't because like in ask in like that, that first thing that you think about with meditation where you sit and do nothing, yeah. right? Like I, my brain does not shut the fuck up. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I carry around this little journal with me everywhere because my brain cannot shut the fuck up. And if I can, if like, there's like this thing, I put it in this journal and at least that thought is out of my head for a second, but then there's more and I I can never stop it. And it drives me insane. However, um, when I'm like, like taking a walk and I don't know, like it doesn't feel like I'm meditating because I'm not like trying to be quiet or focused. Like I'm just taking a walk, you know, and I feel like I'm connecting to like plant spirits and local spirits a lot easier that way, but I'm not focusing on like, okay, be quiet so I can listen to them, you know? Um, Or if I'm like doing some kind of craft or things like that, that's different. But I, man, I envy people who can just sit there and just not, I, I don't know how you do it. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you how I do it is I use audio. I use binaural beats. It really helps. I can't do it. Otherwise I need meditation music something drums something something. some kind of sound that i can put my focus on otherwise i have the exact same problem as you and that's a really good example of what i was saying earlier right because if you if the goal of meditation is to quiet your inner mind Mm -hmm. the problem is that's your goal okay and so you have this goal so you're going to insist that that you do this then you're resisting it happening because then you're going to be thinking about how you shouldn't be thinking and then you and then you just drive yourself crazy the one that works best for, like, I still do it, even though I hate it. I still do it, but just not one of my favorite things. Um, One of my favorite things is either if I have a mantra, I can focus on that. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's just breathing. It's just like the, because yeah. I'm a very like sensory person. So mm-hmm. like anything that I can think about, like, okay, like how I'm sinking into my chair or my feet on the ground or like the breath. So I can focus on that and it doesn't have to be a thought. Yes. It's more like oh. something, you know, or like the way, yeah, yeah it, like I, I'm a sensory person. So that helps me a lot. If I had to just sit and be in complete silence and like, I, I wasn't like allowed to like focus on those things. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. That's the only way I could do it. It's but, deeply uncomfortable. I, I yeah. definitely feel like focusing on the sensation of breathing is a really good trick. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that one helps a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, there's a point in meditation where like, you're really getting something cool out of it. And yeah. until you, you know, if you're not getting that and you don't always get it either, sometimes I'll meditate for like 15 minutes and I'm like, oh, fuck this, you know, like, cause I can't do it. But when you right. can and it goes well and you get some cool information, like that's, that's yeah. rad. It know? is cool. Yeah. Like when you, it's, it, what is it called? Also, I'm also not a runner, but the runner's high, you know, like yeah. when you're running and you're running and you're finally, you like kind of like get over this hill of exhaustion and just like, you're almost about to give up, but then you like get over this little tiny hill and all of a sudden you get this like high of like, this is incredible, like the dopamine, whatever. I feel like it's kind of like that where once you're like there and you're like, oh, whatever. And then you just get over it. And all of a sudden you start like, oh, this is why we meditate. Oh my God. Like I'm connected. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm like tapping in. That's yes. a completely different sensation, Um, which I love that part. I just don't like the initial meditation yeah Yeah. and that part is something that you know for me I I I got good at it fast yeah and so I'm really lucky in that way I will never in my life experience a runner's high that ain't fucking happening 
Yeah, I'm I. I <laughs> no. And listen, I have before, and I still don't like running. I will never do it. Never again. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I definitely, um, on my giant to do list of ways to constant, like I'm trying so hard to always just be improving my life bit by bit. Daily exercise is something that's been on my to do list for the last two decades. Um, I, I will get there. <laughs> yeah. It will happen. This is going to be the year. Um, yeah, it just, I think it just depends on the kind of exercise. Like it has to, con- again, like it, it's it's a separate practice. Like it has to connect to you, you know. Yeah, and and again, I'm extraordinarily lazy. Like it's just it's just a fact. <laughs> it's something I really need to get over. Um, well, gee, oh god, right, we're at, we're at like almost an hour and a half already. Um, any any last ideas you want to put out there for people about incorporating magic into their their everyday life? Um, I think just like the only piece of advice is just look at the pieces of your life that you can already enchant. Like don't add anything, you know, just, just make it magical showers, walks in the morning, coffee, like cooking, everything, whatever, like the hobbies that you have, just use those and make them witchy. You don't have to like add this whole ritual. I think that's the biggest misconception. That's my only, my only last piece. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Just try to, in everything you do find a sense of connection in it you know Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to have that instead of because i know that i at a point in life would like i was so skeptical and so atheistic that even when i did feel that i'd be like no that's not real don't 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 do that to yourself you know yeah let yourself have that yeah totally all right, Olivia, um, thank you so much for being on the show. This was an awesome conversation. I mean, I had a bunch of questions written down we didn't even get to because- Oh, just sorry. So well. No, no, it's fine. It's great. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. Well, that just means I can come back, so. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, um, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, again, thank you. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Sounds good. See ya. Bye, everybody. Are you struggling with fear, depression, or anxiety? Are you in search of meaning and purpose? Would you like help navigating your current life circumstances? Tarot can help. Tarot is a powerful tool for healing, introspection, and spiritual awakening. The Esoteric Toolkit is a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science. It consists of tarot, numerology, astrology, and the hermetic principles in conjunction with the modern science of consciousness. The revelation and application of this knowledge gives you the tools you need to help master your life, organize your mind, and overcome depression, fear, and anxiety. Learn to manifest your dreams and come into alignment with your highest self and the universe. Book your private one-on-one tarot reading today. Click the link in the description or go to www.theorderofchaosmagic.com. You can also find monthly tarot packages, a private Discord community featuring shadow work, and Mercury Retrograde support groups, and much more by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash theorderofchaos.